0: Hi everyone, you're now listening to episode 81 of the and to the Podcast, hosted by me, Breeze And me, Faisal. Welcome back to another episode, episode 81 in your luggles. Welcome back, Faisal. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Very, very well. Recording this on a Sunday. Reality of Monday tomorrow is hitting hard. A nice Sunday rest day though. A nice, well, for you, Yeah this morning I had my first game since the 4th of december how mad is that over the christmas having a little christmas break and then the terrible weather we've been having has meant yeah i haven't played since the 4th of december and man did i feel it and am i feeling it within like five minutes of playing i'm feeling my age man my lower back was in bits i will do that to you. you're getting on mate i am birthday coming up very soon less than a month Scary, scary times, but yeah, all of that wasn't helped by a big old gym sesh as well, the day before, Saturday, yeah, yeah. down at the gym Lifting Club. Yeah, destroyed, destroyed back, and yeah, we are here, back with another episode, a lot of talking points on this week's episode.
1: Surprisingly.
0: Surprisingly, I mean... Just as a quick round rounder, what you can look forward to listening into this week's episode. We've got the latest on new TakeOver Talks. Yes, new TakeOver Talks. Can you believe it? We have been here before, but we're going to give you the full rundown and everything we know. We've had our little detective uh, hat on trying to dig and find out as much as we can. So looking forward to sharing that with you very, very shortly on today's episode. If you don't already follow us on social media, what are you doing? We're going to shamelessly plug shortly, but we're going to be talking about Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney making an appearance on the Fozcast, and want to get your opinion on this one. Again, head over to the socials, but yeah, definitely a discussion point there, so stay tuned for that. And then we've got some... Whether you want to call it strong or weak links, I'd argue they're pretty weak links, but potential incomings. So, all of that is to come next on Blues News. But before we jump into that, let's do the shameless plug phase. So, again, if you're not following us on our socials, what are you
1: doing? Check us out on Instagram, at the Tilton 2 Yep, Twitter, Facebook, at the Tilton 2 YouTube, the Tilton Two, closing on the hundred subscribers. Please give us a subscription. <laughs> new videos, new content
0: are coming. They are coming, as well as a lot of other things that are coming. Yeah, and we've been in the lab. We have we've been and cooking up exciting. in the lab. It is exciting. We are finalizing things, finer details, and I can't personally wait to share it with everyone and hopefully build on the community we've already got. Yeah. Get more of you, the
1: listeners, engaged. Uh, and involved yeah yes. i mean we did mention last week the website so yeah it will coming. be coming very soon very um, very soon yeah obviously we'll plug it on the socials as soon as it's launched but yeah expect it very soon and and like you said yeah hopefully we'll go a long way in keeping a community yeah um, at blue noses and give you a voice to share your opinions
0: yeah and we are expanding the team so again looking forward to sharing all of the news with you as soon as possible. Alright, let's get into the juice now, Faze. I would love to keep people suspended. Or in suspense, should I say. And keep them listening in. But let's get the big one out of the way first. The TakeOver Talks. We're not, We're not waiting around, mate. We're getting straight into the juice. So, club statement released on Wednesday. About... New takeover talks, new engagement, new uh, new, new interested party. So what do we know so far? So the group that are interested are led by former Motorola and Microsoft executive Jeremy Dale. Again, that was confirmed in the club statement on Wednesday. Reading through what we know so far, again, with my detective hat on, I'm looking at keywords... So the shareholder, a current BSHL shareholder, in talks with a third party, the third party being Jeremy Dale, an investment deal for St Andrews and, I quote, a shareholding of the club. It's wrong pitch, isn't it? This is what I was going to say. So we already know that if we cast our minds back to, uh, you know, the Max Co deal, they were going to buy... Is it a two-year process, I think it was? They were first going to buy the, you know, the the share held by Vong Pech and then it was going to go on to, you know, buy the remainder of the club for 35 mil. mil, So, again, not confirmed, but I put a lot of money on this shareholder being Vong Pech. Maybe it's a similar deal being stricken up as that, that Max Co. We're trying to negotiate. Yeah. But, again, with this and what we're hearing so far, there is no mention of a full buy.
1: No, and also, I did see the word, obviously, minority shareholder. I know Von Petsch's stake, when we saw it, was around, I Isn't forgot the exact number, 21, percent? 23, something yeah. like that. Um, And, yeah, obviously, in some cases, that could be a majority stake, but in our club, it's not. So mm. I do find it interesting. Obviously, it is a takeover talk and everything, but yeah. how much how much decision-making power or power in general do you have, even if the, the deal does go through? Yeah. You know, I don't want to jump ahead of the gun, but I'm just saying, even if it does go through, um, it is kind of interesting how much power that da- Jeremy Dale or whoever it is will will have.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, from early doors, really, when it was Maxco, we knew that it, they were going to you know, buy it in exactly. a two-year process and, and they were going more. to take over the full club whereas what we're hearing and what i've dug out i can't see anywhere or any mention yeah, yeah. of the full club going being further. bought at all so yeah my my point here is does it mean that we're getting a kick bshl out no potentially not potentially we're just gonna have another vong pictures going and someone else is gonna basically be the face probably yeah, exactly that's what i'm thinking there'd you know, be
1: more of a um exactly a face to put still, on the
0: ownership yeah bshl are going to be you know yeah the involved and parity. still be yeah exactly that right so what do we know so far as i said it's looking at a shareholding in the club and for st andrews due diligence has started so obviously they're looking at the books that was what kind of fell through really wasn't it with the Maxco deal You know, seeing the state of the books, and then the deal didn't work out for them. So we're still searching. Early days, this could 100% fall through, and could still be a non-starter.
1: Yeah. So again, something could go on for months, like 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 Maxco did. did. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was all but done. We know about the talk sport interview. Yeah, outside the ground, getting pictures with Chongi signs. Exactly. Everyone thought it was completely finished. But um, yeah, the investigations went on for months, and then ultimately it failed. So. Exactly. We'll see. Exactly. So again, the statement made on Wednesday. After that, the
0: club's majority stakeholder, BSHL, boo issued a voluntary announcement on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. And that's the first time they've done it in a while now. Just, you know, I guess uh, notifying that, you know, there is an interested party. What do we know about Dale? So... Got forgotten his name already. Jeremy, Jeremy Dow, sorry. Jeremy Dow 58. He's already set up a limited company called Often Partisan Limited. Might be chuckle when Great,
1: name. That. Great, Great name, name, yeah.
0: Uh, and he's done that with his friend and business partner, a guy called Keith Pelly. And his main involvement, or his, I guess what you'd say his day job, is he's got some involvement in running the PGA European Tour. Yeah, like he's like the, the chairman or something. Uh, yeah, anything, I or think something so, like that. yeah. He runs it, yeah. So... You know, men in high... Well, he's a man in a high place. Yeah. Jeremy Dell. Amazing to know that he's Birmingham born. He's a lifelong supporter of the club. So already, massive thumbs up from me. Yeah. We've got to support our own. He's the sole director of Often Partisan with Pele, or Pele the other uh, shareholder. And apparently what his involvement, Pele, is going to be is around... Um, linking up other investments and other financial backing, I think that's what again is being touted as his kind of role in the whole arrangement. But again, Dale is the sole director.
1: Um, so yeah, Faze,
0: what do we what do we think? It's hard to say, isn't it? I know. Minute?
1: I mean, I think personally obviously it's hard to go on because there are still things that haven't been answered and you don't expect them to get answered this early anyway i mean it's literally just come out yeah. on wednesday so much can go but um yeah around the whole thing we're kind of in the dark of where the deal's going at the moment taking it on face value which is all that we know mm. of let's just go with that stake being up for sale and him coming in with that 20 odd percent or whatever yeah um I think the main mission of it is that it does give us a face to, I don't know about holding it accountable, but I think it's a play from BSHL to have someone that obviously identifies more with the Blues, being a Blues fan, all that stuff, and give them an outlet. So almost, I don't want to say past blame, but I do feel like there's kind of a possibility of there being like a scapegoat thing here. But well, that's what they've been doing, haven't they? Exactly. Numerous times,
0: they've you know numerous
1: CEOs have yeah. had in place. Yeah, I think it is risky for anyone coming in, mm-hmm. like for Jeremy Dale, I mean, it's it's you're putting your neck on the line massively because yeah. if you're going to be the one that's out there, which already you are by just having your name out there. Yeah, you know already just from knowing Jeremy Dale the name on these articles already you've got ownership placed on you so yeah a lot of responsibility on his shoulders and I do just think it is a way to just make the faceless have a face basically for the for the short term hopefully long term it develops more but I do just think yeah it's a tricky one because I think it could it could have a negative impact on um On Jeremy Dale. We'll see.
0: I mean, we don't really know a lot still. No, no, no. I want chill out. There's a lot in the dark. And for right now, there's no mention of them taking over full ownership of the club. Yeah. So that for me already, we need more clarity on what the deal actually entails. Secondly, it's a club statement saying, yeah, there's an interested party, but how far are we getting down the line? There's been no exchanges of of any kind of you know, funding or, or or anything like that with Maxco, we knew they put down like a deposit and declared, you know, and showed that they've got the fees available. Again, haven't seen anything like that. The due no. diligence, from my understanding, is from Jeremy Dale looking into the club's books. Yeah. So again, has he been given soul, you know, like Maxco were given, you know, they were given the what do you call it, you know... Yeah, I'll go
1: even like, exclusivity.
0: Exclusivity of the deal, yeah. We haven't seen that at all. So, again, it's like a nothing statement, really. I yeah. don't want to keep reading this crap and seeing all of this stuff come out until there's something more, oh, concrete. Yeah, more concrete. To me, it just screams the club are kind of panicking, knowing that fans yeah, and are raising... And has
1: gone through the floor.
0: And more so, the fans are planning protests the yeah. fans are uprising again against yeah. the board and are planning to you know disrupt proceedings in yeah. one way or another whether that is you know as as is being discussed online you know
1: yeah I mean we mentioned forums, it again. again last week we protests. mentioned it obviously you've got the protest before the West Brom game coming up you've got even the Blues Trust call that we were part of a big discussion point is the ownership situation the frustration's massively bubbled over again mm-hmm. within the fans since we've on this terrible streak. Yeah. So it is, it's like, it is almost, you know, good timing, isn't it? Basically to yeah. have this news come out at this point.
0: That's what I think it is. And I'd, I'd hate to think that there is like a, a motive yeah. behind, you know, our club informing the fans. But that's what, you know, again, I just have a gut feeling. I just feel like that's the kind of line they've gone down here. Yeah. It's like damage
1: limitation almost. It's not only that either. Like, as in, you've still got the fact of, like it, like it says, he's doing his due gil- diligence. I can't see how, just based on what we knew before and the little that we do know as fans of what the books are like and what the club situation is. I know. What you've seen with Max Coe and them dropping out. I don't see oh, no. how any businessman comes in. I oh, know, exactly. Does his due diligence and comes out of it and thinks, Yeah, I do want to take this club over. Exactly, so even yeah. that, you know, there's question marks all over it because until it's literally over the line. We did it, didn't we? We did this week. We had a poll on um Instagram again. Shout out to our socials. But we literally put up the club statement and said, What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. How realistic is this? Should we be buying this? I mean, what was the outcome on that?
0: Yeah, it was massively stacked against
1: it. It was massively stacked against it. Yeah, a lot of fans sharing the frustration that we have, which is it's not looking Pretty likely. Pretty much
0: everyone yeah. came back saying the same thing. And it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, it's good to know that there's someone you know, interested. But again, it's all fleeting at the minute. Yeah. It doesn't mean a lot. Until there's more you know, information, until there's like concrete interest, then we can kind of go with it. But for me, my gut feeling is the club is just, you know, again, putting something out there. They know the fans are uprising and there's a bit of panic around, yeah. you know, it's not a good look. When fans are protesting against the owners, going around the director's boxes, you know, screaming BSHL out, you know, it's... And, I, and I, that's what I think is going on here. Yeah,
1: but it, it almost buys them a few months exactly, or a few yeah. weeks to say, "Look, we yeah. are trying to get something done." And then football,
0: done. the football turns around. Yeah, and everyone kind of forgets about the owners, and then everyone's singing and happy again. Yeah. and that is football. Yeah. you know, we 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 do exactly the same. You know, once everything's going well, you forget about BSHL, and you forget about all the crap going on. You know, behind the scenes, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you raise an amazing point. If Maxco pulled out the deal and they were running down you know, they were a long, way, long way, way down the process. Done, yeah. yeah, down the pipeline than, you know, Jeremy Dale is and they pulled out, let's be real, you know, are BSHL gonna come to Jeremy Down with you know, with better Yeah, exactly. And better terms. Um, I genuinely don't think BSHL scream in any way that they want to sell. Exactly.
1: The club. That's what I was gonna say. Literally like not only the due diligence that you're doing yourself, but they don't strike me. From what we heard about the Matco stuff, they don't strike me as they're easy to negotiate with. No, then
0: they're not. They're not in any way. Are they showing signs yeah, that exactly, they are? Their hands are exactly. no, they don't. Yeah, they don't.
1: and their hands aren't forced. They aren't. Apart from yeah. the fan pressure, their hands aren't forced at all. If even then, the even club, then, they can keep it. Even then. I hate to say it because it just shows how helpless
0: really we are as fans. And we, you know, we say it on the podcasts, you know, we wanna be this united front, we need a voice, you know, and that's what we're trying to do, you know, as a podcast, you know, with our listeners, with you know we we you know, we wanna be like a united family. But in terms of, you know, the things that we can do, you know, protesting, don't get me wrong, it's gonna get back it gets back to the owners. And, you know, standing outside the director's box. But the reality is those people, those key decision makers are not even there. They're not there to experience any of that. They don't get any of the front-facing, you know, experience of that at all. They're in Hong Kong somewhere or wherever they are in the world. They don't even come to the games. So it is, it's just, uh, yeah, with the ownership, it is just an ongoing saga, isn't it? one that needs to end with BSHL being out
1: yeah I mean obviously we'll keep you updated as soon as there's any breaking and stuff and we're hoping very much so that something does come to fruition but um that's yeah. as
0: much as we know so far exactly so watch this space okay next point I want to raise Faze Troy Deeney the club captain mm. right I have my opinions he's on this he's been a this. bad boy I think he's been a bad boy. I think he's being a bad boy, a very naughty boy. And that's me being polite. Right, so he was on the Fozcast recently. That's Ben Foster's podcast. A decent podcast, I have to say. From one podcaster to another. A very good podcast, podcast I enjoy. But yeah, Troy Deeney was on it. For anyone who hasn't seen Troy Deeney's like, media appearances, I think it's very clear to see... You said it perfectly, Faze. He lacks a filter. And I think anything he wants to say comes out, which I think is a good thing and it's a bad thing. Yeah, it depends what you're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. So on his latest appearance on the Fodcast, he's talking about George Hall. George Hall. So he's saying, um, well, I won't beat around the bush. Apparently, he's been in contact with people he knows at other Premier League clubs. One of the clubs he mentions explicitly being West Ham, and basically him telling them that they need to buy George Hall. He then goes on to list, you know, how he's, you know, he's fast, he scores goals. You notice him on the pitch, and yeah, what what, what you so what are you doing, Troy? You you broker in a deal with numerous Premier League clubs to buy what I think is arguably our biggest asset, right? Regardless whether he was our biggest asset or a bench a player on the bench, I don't think you should be ever be brokering deals. You're a player, you're not a football agent, and you're not his agent. And two, you should never be saying it out in the open, let alone on
1: the Fozcast. Yeah, yeah. It's uh Like never It's it's a big talking point. I mean I remember said. when the episode got released earlier this week. Twitter was blowing up about it pretty much in the blues world. A lot of people disagreeing with it. Some people obviously didn't see it that way, but I definitely did. Yeah. And I'm completely on the same standpoint of, one, it's not Troy Deeney's place to come in and speak about it. And two, you'd hope the way Troy Deeney, when he came into the club and all his life, you know, he's been touting that he's a blue nose, all this stuff. You'd hope that your soul what's the word, soul um agenda care the club. or the agenda, whatever. Your sole like yeah, responsibility to the club is to earn us money or to bring some sort of future to the club. Yeah. And trying to yeah, barter a deal for George Hall or whatever. It doesn't strike me as that. You want to be raising his value. You want to be either keeping him at the club as an asset, which he is, or leaving it up to the team, leaving it up to the people in charge, to try and get a deal for him, and ideally extort teams as much as possible, to get the max amount of money for him. Telling your mates behind the scenes, oh, you know, you need to come in for this player, all this stuff, who, don't get me wrong, he's definitely got eyeballs on him, but, particularly to some clubs, he hasn't maybe been on their radar. So for them to, you know, look and come in and maybe get a good deal for him, I don't like it at all. I'd rather him keep it under wraps, let his value grow and leave it up to the people in charge to get a deal for him. Not only that, there was another thing he said. I think the whole interview really was pretty poor on Troy Deeney's part in terms of what did he say about being on his phone at half time? Yeah things on those he's, lines. He,
0: well, his mate messages him from the sidelines to tell him, you know, how they how the team's been playing and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's just little things like that, along with again, we'll get back into George Horster, but little things like that, it's just what I said to you about him not having a filter and him almost lacking this professionalism, whether it's this late in his career or whatever. There's just a certain element which there's an edge that's been lost that I feel. You know, I want Troy to be at this club and to really care about the club, want to do the best he can, add value to the club, all this different stuff, perform on the pitch, all of that. Not air, uh, not necessarily dirty laundry, but air stuff out about the club or air out that basically, you know, there is a lack of professionalism on his side. I don't know. It just struck me up the wrong way, to be honest. But the George Hall stuff, I don't know. I, I see that as a massive um, red flag, really.
0: Well, I think you mentioned it from the standpoint of him being a blue nose. Yeah. I'm put on as much of a you know a subjective hat as I can with it, and look at it both sides. So yeah, he's a blue nose. Like us, we should you know we we do as a blue support. You want the best for the club, so that's fine. But also he's a player, he's a club captain. Yeah, yeah, you don't. And he has it's a personal relationship mind. and he has a personal relationship with all the players, right? So there's also that hat that you can, you know, if I'm being really super fair or maybe too fair to Troy, you can put, you know, you can say there's 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 both of those aspects. But if I look at it from the standpoint of him being, you know, a player, club captain, looking after his players, looking looking out for their... You know, you said value, but also you know George Hawley, young lad with a a career, you know, long career ahead of him, and getting the best for him. He's gonna be playing for a long time. Is him going to Premier League club right now the best move? No. I can put money on it. No, it's not. And you're trying to broker a deal with all these numerous Premier League clubs. Again, for me, it's just damning on Troy because I feel like alright, go get him a move to a Premier League club and what are we going to have on our hands? Another Amari Miller Yeah, that's gone to a Premier League club way too soon. And, you know, if anything, it just seems like, you know, we're using it as a talking point to build profile. Are you trying to build your own, you know, your own profile saying, you know, I've got these mates in Premier League clubs yeah. and I'm trying to broker, you know, you know, a deal with all of these. Like, like I said, you're not football agent. You're not, George Hall's representatives. You're not a club's, you know, representative at that level. You're the club captain. And I just think, where, where, where is there any positive from what you said? Or mm. not even saying it. Let's say you're doing it behind closed doors, which you were doing clearly before you mentioned this. Who does it benefit? It benefits no one. It doesn't benefit George Hall because he's going to go to a Premier League club and sit on the bench, let's be real. If he's going to West Ham, he's not getting in there starting eleven at all. At all. Who where where's the best place for him to play his football? It's Birmingham City, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Or another championship club. But let's be real, he's with Birmingham City. And the best place for him to be is with Birmingham City. Other people online have said, you know, oh George Hall's gonna go anyway, and mm. he's just trying to inflate his value. Okay. Again, really? Is him mentioning that on the Fozcast going to go, oh my God. Right, let's add another five million
1: to his yeah, price no. tag. I also don't think... No. I agree that, you know, I said it to you, how, how good George Hall is when he comes on, but... I don't think still enough has been seen to really no warrant way. Blues to have the leverage to come at a club and say, you know, if West Ham did come along and say, look, we want him for a few mil or whatever it is. Mm. I don't think Blues have the leverage to say, well, look at what he's been doing. Yeah. We want to sell him for 10 mil. Yeah,
0: but Even that is from them to
1: still be interested.
0: Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%, but even that, getting the biggest amount of money for him, that's what we should be doing. Yeah. But again, that's a very selfish view. For the club, exactly. If you're being completely honest, I'm a blue nose, right? These players come and go. Yeah. The club stays, and I'm always going to be blue nose supporter. So really, all I care about is Birmingham City. Yeah. So if he's going to go. I want us, like you said, to exploit the every exactly. single physical penny we can for George Hall. But then, if you get again, put the hat on of what Troy Deeney should be doing as a skipper. As another, you know, perspective of him not only being a blue nose, so he should be thinking of the club, but you're the club captain, you know this lad. Okay, we get the most money for him. But again, you're selling or flogging this lad to a club where he's going to go. Maybe not. Maybe he does do well. But is he going to go next season if he goes to West Ham or even in January the last couple of days if it was to happen and a move is to happen? Is he going to make any impact? Let's be real. If you say yes... I would struggle to understand the points why you would think that. Yeah. He's a great player and I think he's going to have a massive career and I think he probably will end up and can potentially play in the Premier League. But right now, you're it's, literally and, just and
1: selling him into obscurity. Exactly. And like you said, he's a player who absolutely has the talent but he should be nurtured at Blues or held <laughs> onto by Blues as much as possible and grown as an asset. Yeah. Another like closing point I want to say, on my side at least, about... Dini is, it all kind of points, I, I don't want to get on his back too much, but it all kind no. of points in the same direction of, and we've been saying it for a while now, especially this season, of his sort of media personality growing yeah, and his clearly, from our perspective anyway, his outlook at Blues being more towards basically an exit strategy into yeah. TV a life after football sort, media yeah, exactly yeah. which is fine obviously you've yeah, got to think about the future but it? it also again rubs milk the wrong way that one depends on what you're saying and two how it reflects on the pitch in terms of what his performances are like and stuff like that he hasn't don't get me wrong he hasn't had a bad season but the output isn't there and the way that you know now he's got let's say for example, he's got a new podcast that's come out, mm. his own podcast. That's one responsibility. He's been doing the rounds in terms of, we've seen him on Match of the Day, you know, before at least. We've yeah. seen him do this Fozcast podcast. We've seen it even with Blues out and about. As many things as he can get his face on. Yeah, he did a book tour, didn't he? Exactly. But, you know, there's. Come there's out and stuff like that. That must. Numerous things.
0: And that has to impact, it does, you know, course his time, his contact time with the, the team, with the players. Training. Yeah. And
1: stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. I mean. It's. Yeah, that, that's just my last point. It's just. Yeah. It just. Um, all in all, rubs me out the wrong way. Because we know, obviously, he's out of contract. Yeah. We know that. He obviously is looking for some sort of life after football. And certainly, on my perspective as a Blues fan, I don't want it to be at the expense of Blues. And that's what certain things he's saying or the performances on the pitch or whatever come across at times. Yeah. But that's it.
0: And I I agree. I mean, it does sound like being super critical <laughs> of Troy Deeney. No, it does, but this is my oh, honest but opinion. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel. Completely. I'd love to get Troy Deeney on this podcast yeah, and have a genuine I mean, conversation. And same and goes for our listeners. right? You
1: know, if you think differently or you have a different yeah, opinion, 100%. let us know. But yeah, yeah, this is our opinion. Well, my opinion at least, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I think we both have this, you know, a very, very
0: similar opinion. You know, I think up to this point or before the five, you know, the consecutive, well, before the Christmas break, I actually think Troy Deeney was playing well. Yeah. You know, his involvement in in the team, you know, he's been doing really well, I think. But, yeah, do not get me wrong. All of this stuff does rub me up the wrong way. Especially when we're not getting the results and all that. Exactly. And hopefully, uh, to be honest, you know, hopefully Troy Deeney can see if he was to look back, I think, you know, maybe he would also agree, you know, some of these things have been handled wrongly.
1: I think. Yeah, he's I definitely face backlash. Definitely, for sure.
0: definitely. And I think again, fair backlash. He's a fellow blue nose. I wouldn't be ripping anyone, ripping into anyone. You know, if I didn't feel strongly about it. And again, players come and go, it's our club. Yeah, I feel strongly about this one. But again, head over to our socials and let us know what you think. If you've got conflicting opinions, again, let us know. It was one of the the polls we put up again last week. And it was an astounding, you know, basically agreement with us thinking that, you know, Troy, D- Troy Dini was wrong saying what he did about George Hall on the uh, on the Fodca- Foscast. So, yeah. Okay. Let's quickly go on to... Well, let's quickly wrap up Blues News, mate. So, some players we've been linked with. Again, fairly weak links, but these are the names that have been banded around. So, Daniel Sinani. Uh, an attacker from Norwich, so at the minute we're understanding that Blues and Coventry are both interested. If you look at his campaign up to date with Norwich, he's played 18 games. Uh, out of those 18, he's had seven starts with one goal. Most of them appearances have been made from the wing. And then last season was probably one of his better seasons. He was on loan at Huddersfield, You know, promotion pushing Huddersfield. Uh, played 42 games, six goals and four assists. Again, most of his appearances on the wing. It's a weird one for me this one because he's up in contract at the end of the season, so I don't think we're going to be going for a loan. We're going to be going for a permanent. And again, as we've mentioned numerous times on previous episodes, we can't really be looking at loans anymore. We've got what six loans in at the minute, and you can only list five in, much, in match in matchday squads. But he's a winger. Do we need a winger? Mm. No, we don't. We need a striker. You know, we're already playing Kadra, almost as like a, you know, I mean, he's playing the wing, really, doesn't he? But, you know, he's almost there to backfill a striker, if need be. So, do we need another winger? No. In short, we don't need another winger.
1: I know at this point, (laughs) after Long's performances, I'd want another centre-back. Right, 100%.
0: And we're going to touch on that, mate. All right. The next one, that makes a little oh, bit yeah. more sense, position-wise, but I'm going to stress player-wise, it doesn't make sense. And again, I'm going to use Kevin Long as an example. Uh, a guy called... <laughs> a guy uh. called. That's not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I know, mate. I think his first is Martin. I think, but Ziegler.
1: Okay. Right?
0: A guy called... You know, when you scribble something down, your handwriting is so bad, yeah, yeah. even you can't read it. Yeah, that's what's happened here. But Ziegler, right, last name, left wing-back, 32 years old, right? He's been in without a club. Do I need to say anymore? <laughs> been without a club since the summer after he left Udinese. He's been an ex-teammate of Troy Deeney, had a few years at Watford. But again, been without a club since the summer. Yeah. Kevin it just Long. Shows how desperate we I are. pull it back to Kevin Long, mm. man. We thought the guy would do a job. Put it down to ring rust, whatever you want, right? But we don't want players who have been
1: without a club. We just don't have to. We don't have to form for it. No, especially we, now. Why, you
0: know. Yeah. Why bring players? Why take such a punt yeah, as well?
1: Yeah. You know
0: the free agent bit again. It buys us time. As in, we're not bound by. Next Tuesday's transfer deadline day. He's a free agent. We can sign him at any point. And, yeah, he's going to be a permanent, isn't he? We're not going to be signing an unattached player on loan. It's impossible. So, yeah, yeah, those are the benefits. But in terms of, you know, a player that can come in, I mean, we've said it, haven't we? Eustace clearly doesn't rate or think much of Longella. Oh, yeah. But to bring in a player who, yeah, he has experience, but... It, Again, I stress, been without a club. We've seen how shaky Kevin Long is from his time being out. Do I want that at left wing back? Not really. But we are thin on positions. So yeah. again, it's like a double-edged sword, isn't yeah. it? But those are the two players we are being linked with. I seriously do think that... I don't know. I don't. Th- I can't see us bringing in anyone until the end of the season. I think we are where we are now with the squad. Yeah. And we're just gonna have to keep pushing forward. But those are the two latest. Again, before the deadline day, uh, make sure you're checking us out on our socials because we will be updating those uh, with the latest names as and when we see them. Yeah, only a
1: couple more days. I know, mate. I know. And
0: then finally, just a just a note. You know, we had we we uh, had the FA Cup. or Was it the fourth round? Yeah. Against Blackburn Rovers, and you know, two two. We're gonna talk about the game briefly. Well, very shortly, but there was again another club statement around Neil Etheridge. Neil Etheridge apparently taking some or receiving, being on the receiving end of some racial abuse um, from behind the goal from Blackburn fans. And I just want to want to say, I think for both of us, you know, even with our backgrounds being from you know minority backgrounds, how much we completely stand against racism. And it has no place in football. So, Efridge, if you're listening to this, which I highly doubt, but I'll say it anyway. You know, we, as well as all of our listeners, I'm sure, you know, are, are fully behind you, mate, and support 100%. you. And there is absolutely no place for racism. Forget football In in, you know, in everyday life. So, on that sombre note, let's move on to the Blues. Our recent performance against Blackburn Rovers. A game that, if I'm being honest, and I think I said it, did we say on last week's episode? What was our our prediction? Did we say we were gonna lose?
1: Yeah. I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, and we I did. think
0: rightfully so, really, going mm. into it that form.
1: I think we I was thinking... being kind to be honest, because I thought really we were gonna get battered. But uh, I think I went for something <laughs> along the lines of 2-0 or 2-1.
0: Fantastic. But yeah, fourth round, away at Ewood Park. And yeah, let's go through the lineup then. So Neil Etheridge in goal. I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, it does seem like we are putting Neil Etheridge in a bloody shopping window, don't we? Yeah,
1: yeah. Shot window. We really want to get, Try to get Harry backup. Back <laughs> no, I do. I think you know, <laughs> we really want to move him up to number especially
0: two, especially when he had that. You know, the double save against Forest Green and I all know. the all the hype around him. They've thought, bloody hell, let's get him back in here, mm. mate. The deal hasn't been done yet. But, yeah, so f goal, uh, wing-backs, Colin on the right, George Friend on the left, through the middle, Kevin Long, Dion Sanderson, and Trusty. Through the middle, great to see him back, Gary Gardner, uh, Christian Bielik, and Chongi. And up top, we had Juki and Kadra. The live wire, that is Kadra. Yeah. And... He didn't disappoint, did he? He
1: didn't disappoint, no.
0: He didn't disappoint. Three minutes and a goal. Yeah. And I have to say, early early involvement from Gary Gardner. That, yeah, I know. I was a great interception. interception yeah, exactly. Great interception. Ball coming from their, yeah, from their right wing through to the middle. Gary Gardner's absolutely steam-trained in. Nicked the ball just before their receiving midfielder. Played it into Kadra. He's has got a quick turn
1: and bang. Crazy shot, really. I don't yeah. know why he even Low went for Low and hard. It, but yeah, just outside the box. Yeah, I mean, like, like the commentators said, he he used to play for him, so I don't know if that gave him some sort of confidence or what that he uh, wanted to take that shot. But either way, I'm not mad about it. Two minutes in three in, games. Exactly. For three minutes in, he, uh, yeah, smacked it in. Keeper should have yeah. and could have, done better potentially but
0: I hate to say that's the same for both oh, no, really. oh, but no. a great the surprise shot.
1: element yeah
0: Mate, great shot low and hard exactly. into the corner and yeah straight in yeah I mean we said it he's so direct yeah another yeah. example yeah. ball out of his feet a quick snapshot, and yeah straight in that's what we need you know how many times do we see Blues really take you know shots from outside the box or anything like that you know we're always trying to cross it in or walk it in yeah
1: so and massive considering that this has been a reoccurring theme with Kadra I'm excited to see where it goes against Preston very direct even then in the first couple minutes he got that shot away Mm. so uh, yeah he's an absolute live wire yeah yeah, as we've been saying absolutely and then
0: yeah Blues, you're thinking, yeah, what an amazing start. Blackburn, as always, man, it's common themes start to come back into the game, start to, you know, show their dominance yeah. in the first half. and
1: We yeah. just let, we let teams get settled into the yeah, game. Yeah, I know we do. Instead point. of
0: literally, you know, going for the jugular and, you know, trying to suffocate them and kill them off. This happens way too often and has been. This has been our downfall in the last, you know, what, five, six games now. Before the start of the season, you know, we were pressing so hard. Yeah. We wouldn't let teams have a minute. You know, every time they'd touch the ball, one of our players is on them. But 33 minutes, they get their equaliser, Bradley Dack, And what a mess of a goal, really. What a mess, wasn't it? It was like a goal scramble. And, annoyingly, I have to point the finger at Kevin Long. Kevin Long loses his man, Bradley Dack. Ball goes... was it? They
1: had a strike. Yeah, Everidge. K- Everidge is a great, great save. save.
0: I think the ball it either comes out, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it knocks out.
0: Yeah, it comes out. I think it might... Does it hit the post and come out? But anyway, it comes out. Kevin Long is just literally... He's got his hands on Dak. He's got him at arm's length. Fine. As soon as Efridge makes a save, he turns around looking at Everidge and he's just standing there. That's it. Bradley Dack, he's completely lost Kevin Long. Kevin Long don't know what day of the week it is. And Brady Dack's there to nod it in. And you just think, oh, it's just such a, a a poor goal to concede. You know, there's a few blues defenders there, but again, it's Bradley, that's that's Long's man. Mm. You can't lose. You know, and that's it. At that level, at any level, lapse of concentration, you go down. And that's what they did, they punished us. Yeah. One one. 33 minutes. Then we go into half-time. Well, actually. I mean, they scored in the 46th minute, didn't they? And that... I mean, maybe a bit harsh, but...
1: Bielik. Yeah. I know it potentially is a little bit harsh,
0: but... I mean, he balls with Bielik. is a bit congested just outside of our box. Mm and yeah he kind plays it back me, really. he plays it back into Sanderson yeah. with a player right in front of Sanderson Sanderson snatches at it basically just to clear it it comes back and hits Beardley. well it hits yeah. bill it comes back into their player and to be fair to him what a strike yeah puts his foot through it and the ball is just yeah spinning away from Efridge, right into the far corner no chance really but after that goal, you have to say Blues came into it and piled the pressure on. It was, you know, much better turnout it was. from the boys, definitely. But we see this again. It's a common theme. Why wait until we go down? Why wait till the second half? Why wait till late in the game? Again, you know, you'll never see Blues play better than they do in the last 10 minutes of a game. Ever. Never. And, and that's always been, resurgence. and it's always been. It's not like it happens under certain managers. That's always been from the, the, the time I can remember watching my first Blues game, and how we play. It's always the same. It's always a little bit too late, when we get left off. You know, we get we get off the hook, don't we? Really? I mean, Jordan James with a ninety-plus minute goal. Some great work by Hannibal crosses it in. Jordan James left unmarked running into the box. Kind of scuffs the
1: shot, doesn't he? Really? Yeah, it does look good. But bit.
0: again, the keeper gets a hand but just couldn't keep it out. And yeah. what a feeling. What an experience I know, for Jordan James. It. And you brought it.
1: The away fans, again, as always, great reception, great turnout, sticking it on the Blackburn fans. I know, yeah. Yeah, it looked crazy. I wish yeah. I was there, to be fair, yeah, for that atmosphere. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely.
1: I do want to say one thing as well like, about the subs. So, I'm just looking now. So, around the 64th minute, Hannibal came on, Hogan came on, Chang came on. Obviously, Hannibal, as you mentioned, was a key part in the Jordan James goal. Mm-hmm. But Alfie Chang, just want to mention from the highlights what the one ball he made, the one ball he a made, reverse ball, absolute yeah. reverse cross back into not even cross, just a reverse. Ball straight over the top into Juki. Juki really should have and could have done better, but kind of yeah. just passes it into the keeper. But what a ball! I know. And the funny thing was, I saw a tweet about this going back to the Deany thing, and it was something along the lines of someone take away Troy Deany's phone before he starts bartering a deal for Alfie Chang.
0: <laughs> That's probably already been done. And mate. it's true.
1: It's true. Yeah. You now Alfie Chang looks like another promising player. Obviously, yeah. recently we signed, signed him. We signed a new contract yeah. for him, but. Another promising young player. I know, yeah, yeah. You um, got to take
0: every positive as a blue nose, have not you? One hundred percent.
1: But he genuinely does look good. Yeah. Obviously, Bakuna came on. Um, Jordan James came on eighty ninth, and then obviously got that goal. Yeah. Ridiculous, but Seems, either way, mate. I mean, compared to how we've been playing, John used to it himself. You know, we we fought until the end, which is good. Yeah, It was a different, turn out. a little bit of frustrating mistakes and stuff, you could say. Like you said, Kevin Long, a little bit of lackadaisical coverage and stuff. But overall, at least we did get some sort of a result. At yeah. least we did get two goals. Um, and
0: we fought to the end. They are going to go back into that exactly. changing room, buzzing. Exactly. And, and it's going to make them feel great for the next game. And, uh, yeah, Kadra... Yeah, massive shining light at the minute for us. A but again, I hate the idea that our best player is yeah, a yeah, player.
1: And I also constantly, as a boonos I'm worried that all of a sudden one game is just going to turn up as a different player and then that's who we get for the rest of the season. <laughs> no, that'll
0: be when we sign him, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that'll eventually. be when
0: we sign him. Then he falls off. But, yeah. But what that does mean is we've got another game I know, now. exactly. Playing on Tuesday. Blackburn Rovers at home. The replay of that game. Yeah, I mean I could have done without it. Really. I know exactly roundabouts about in
1: it innit, because I just know
0: what's gonna happen. Exactly. We're gonna you know, it's exactly. gonna it's gonna be using an excuse that we're knackered on the exactly. on the Saturday against Swansea.
1: Exactly because yeah, it it's just opportunity cost. Yeah, true. Simple as that. Like, are we gonna win the FA Cup? No
0: we've got bigger fish to
1: find the league. Exactly. You know, the the reality is, don't get me wrong, great for the morale of the team and that, but as soon as I saw that it was this Tuesday, just absolute headache that is, because what it's going to do to the team going into that Saturday fixture against Swansea, you already know. You already know, one, the excuses that the players can come Mm. out with, and two, what a poor performance we could potentially see on Saturday because of it. Yeah, which is more detrimental. Yeah, it's hugely detrimental. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just even even the replay itself. You know, if we go out there and don't perform and we get run over this time round, and it's like okay, then even if you're not knackered, you still drop your head going into Swansea. It's uh, it's really annoying that it's such a quick turnaround. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Only benefit is it's at home. Yeah, that's the only benefit for the players. But if we put
0: in, if we do put in a performance. You know definitely not a bad thing no, going into the no, swansea game it's so not. i just hope that everyone is fresh and it's not used as a you know oh we've had exactly. two games in a week exactly and, which it you can know it's the same happen. scenario yeah exactly back to
1: Bowyer days there mm-hmm. but yeah
0: if we look forward to swansea quickly we've got them on the weekend they're sitting at 12th we're in at 19th we're on 32 points I think yeah we're on 32 points and they're currently on 39 points so again you know the gap is you know he's growing yeah, yeah. We said between this last us episode, it's getting and 12 you know Swansea have always been a team that you know I'm always wary of in terms of they're going to have a lot of possession they move the ball well how Blues deal with that you know is a big thing are they a team that we can beat definitely I definitely think we can
1: yeah I mean before this um, form that we've been on yeah easily beatable you yeah know, these are the teams we're looking at even around the middle of the table we were looking at yeah we need to beat these yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. just this run of form clouds your, clouds your vision
0: yeah I mean the reverse fixture when we played them in November was 2-2 yeah Um, you know that was when you know different Blues team we, we hadn't lost five consecutive bloody league exactly. games at that point but Like I said, it's definitely a game that we should be looking forward to. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the Blackburn Rovers game and hopefully a good performance on Tuesday can mean that we genuinely do start looking up the table instead of, you know, and put this whole run of form of the five consecutive league games just behind us. So, on that note, Faze, go on then, wrap us up. What do you reckon the score's going to be for Swansea? Well, hang on.
1: Blackburn and Swansea. Blackburn... I need to preface this with... I don't really care what the result (laughs) is in the grand scheme of things. I'll just, again... Like last week... Well, like literally yesterday... Want a good performance. Um, I'm going to say... We don't get the result. I'm going to say, similar to last time... 2-1 this time round. I reckon they still put two past us. And we, yeah, get the loss. Swansea... In my eyes, is hugely important. It needs to be like a cup final mm. for the fans, for the team. So I'm going to hope that we do get the result. And I'm going to say a 1-0 win away from home. All right. Because we have to win, yeah, in my Yeah, eyes. I think so. 100%. Mate, we cannot lose six
0: on the bounce we in the can't. league. We yeah, can't. That's crazy. But I think Blackburn Rose, I think we're going to take it to extra time and penalties. Oh, jeez. I oh, do. you're
1: going full on like yeah, prediction time. Yeah, yeah. No, place improve, a bet on it. it
0: might, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cheeky little bet on it, and I think this is where I don't know a penalties. I think can go 0-0? 0 nil, nil. Nil, nil. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll nil nil deadlock. it boring until game. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but I'm gonna be optimistic when I said Blues edge it at home. Uh, but we went on pens, and then if I the FA
1: Cup. Here we come.
0: Yeah, bigger way day. Premier League team, hopefully um Jeez. and then yeah man I've already literally my eyes will be looking tomorrow for the draw um and then I think against Swansea I think we win and I'll go with you I think a 1-0 win scrappy game I think yeah yeah they'll probably I'll be a scrappy keeping the ball a lot more than us but I think we can maybe nick a goal and I think that's how the game will go Kadro again yeah well I the don't know who, yeah, but he's going to be massive he's going to be us. pivotal yeah yeah massive all right as we said before, if you're not already following us on social media, please head over there, engage with us, let us know your thoughts on today's episode. We've had a lot of talking points there, and we'd love to know your opinions, so make sure you head over to the socials. You can find
1: us on Instagram, at The Tilton 2. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, at The Tilton 2. YouTube, The Tilton 2. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Website. Exactly. Coming just about to get extremely on that. soon. Very, very soon all but ready, just the last finishing touches, but, um, yeah, as soon as it is live, obviously we'll launch it, and uh, get it out on the socials, and hopefully, yeah, as much interaction as we can from you, we'd love to see it. Absolutely. And yeah, that, all but wraps us
0: up, thank you everyone to listen for listening, to today's episode, again, head over to the socials, let us know your thoughts, on all the talking points you've raised, and, things that you think are important moving forward once again thank you thank you thank you and keep it locked and tuned in here we'll be about the same time next week episode 82 fingers crossed for some good performances in the cup and the league and until then keep, keep it right on, on.